I also love people doing something that I don't see a lot of, but even you and I've just touched on in conversation today is key words that mean things to you personally. So when I say the words like love, authenticity, reciprocity, et cetera, et cetera, these are some of the words that mean so much to me as an individual and has a big expansion into all areas of my world. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse Podcast. I'm Elena, as you all know, and today I am joined again by the beautiful Michelle. Michelle was on the show a couple of months ago now, and we had a great chat back then. And I've invited her back on the show because during that podcast, we started speaking about values and decided that it was a a whole podcast episode on its own. So here we are today delivering that content we promised you back then. So Michelle is a holistic health practitioner with over 17 years of clinical experience. She is a speaker and coach who is also the author of a three times Amazon bestseller, The Mastery of Wellness. Michelle specializes in helping people who reclaim even who they truly are, gain their energy back, overcome overwhelm, tiredness, anxiety, and sadness to create a life that makes them happy. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much, lovely. I'm excited to be back again. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back. And I've been really looking forward to this conversation because we mentioned it briefly in the last episode you were in. So yeah, it's exciting to actually delve deep into this world of values and de- um, unbox it even and explain what it is to all the listeners yeah exactly I love when you and I speak it just this natural and organic progression into all of these beautiful worlds of you know tools and expertise and life experience and stuff that you know I feel is valuable to one another because isn't that what we're here for anyway to help each other 
Yeah, definitely. We're definitely kindred spirits and have a lot of the same beliefs, that's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we are all here to help each other, definitely. It's that community. It's what we all want. We're humans. We want connection with others. Absolutely. And I think that's so important in itself because at the end of the day, we are tribal creatures. We actually need each other. We need connection. We need community. We need those people that allow us to be the full expressions of ourselves, however that truly looks like. And, you know, everyone needs to find their tribe, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. And I think with nurses, I think we are quite a tribe and a lot of mm. us can become quite close and we form very special bonds with each other. I know I've got nursing colleagues from back in Scotland. In fact, some of my good friends are the girls I did my training with, you know, over 20 years ago. So yeah, nursing definitely does lend itself to that community. And I think that's so important too, because I know we're specifically talking about nurses here, but I think this actually transcends beyond that realm into all industries, really. There's a sense of understanding and connection because nobody else lives and experiences things exactly the way you do unless you've actually walked in those shoes. So there's a level of, you know, compassion, a level of connection, a level of, you know, authentic genuinely getting each other because you've lived it yeah definitely and they speak about people having wife husband work husbands or work wives you know <laughs> yes. and, and it's um it's true you have a very different relationship and you probably become a different person at work to what you are at home I know I've spoke to friends and they've um, been experiencing their partners being at home you know during COVID and people are having to work from home and they're like my goodness, who is that person? <laughs> they don't, they're a very different persona when they're at home to what they are when they're in, like on work mode. So yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? That's actually quite fascinating in itself too, because sometimes I wonder whether we create these different personas because maybe that comes under a values thing, or maybe is it a fear-based thing too? Like people afraid to be the full versions of themselves in case it's not accepted, whether that's in a professional capacity or in, you know, your personal world as well. So I sometimes I get curious about things like that as to what's happening there. Like, do you feel like you can't be a certain way? So, I mean, I'll use myself as an example. In my day-to-day -day life, I will swear fairly frequently, <laughs> but when I'm on, you know, podcasts or things like that, I notice depending on the caliber that I'm speaking to, I'll tone that down. And sometimes I'm like, is that me honoring where I'm at as in who I'm speaking to, or is that me not allowing a piece of myself to come through? And I feel that that's where we get to explore our own inner self. Am I being completely different in different areas and why? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? And it's almost, it's that acceptance. You don't want to do something that's going to make you not be accepted. It goes back mm -hmm. to the tribe. You know, we don't want to be ostracized. Yeah, exactly. So it's that connection again, which is interesting too, because 
I think it probably even goes right back into childhood. Like maybe we were segregated or we were bullied or teased for being different or for doing things a different way. And that can ripple through into our adult life. Yeah, definitely. Our childhood is fundamental, isn't it? It plays a huge part in how we are as adults. And I think it's not until you start actually digging in there and exploring it all that you realize just what an impact your childhood has actually had on what you're doing today as a, well, I'm 40. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's been quite a journey while I've um, discovered all this and just how much of an impact my childhood is still having on my life today it's massive isn't it like I I think that's actually something to bring up because a lot of our values and beliefs actually go right back into childhood and even if it was things that weren't pleasant that also shapes our beliefs and our morals and our inner values and you know we all have a code of conduct so to speak, I believe that's kind of like our own inner blueprint and it can stem right back into things that we've experienced and it doesn't matter what polarity, like if you've experienced traumatic things, you can move on the exact opposite end of the spectrum and create a value around that. Or even if you've experienced things that you're like, oh, I want to emulate that, either way it's helped guide and shape what you feel is you know a belief or a value for you yeah definitely and we're we come into this world brand new without a a manual you know we pick make it up as we go along we pick up mannerisms we pick up beliefs and it is it's all based around that the caregivers our parents siblings it's that nature or nurture question as well that comes into play here too doesn't it so it's all it's fascinating I love this stuff I could talk about it all day I know me too I think this is why you and I have that little special bond that we've got there Elena we're like oh a juicy topic let's pull that thread and see how far that unravels (laughs) yeah but I think it's a good starting point for the values because it Mm. like they're obviously where our first core values will come from it's from our parents and Mm. those who we were close to as children so understanding what they are and just how much they're impacting our life today. And if they're actually in alignment with what we are feeling or believing our values are at this stage in our life, if that makes sense, you know, because it's when they're out of alignment, we start to get anxiety and depression. So yeah, it's a fascinating subject. I think so. And I feel like we've just naturally gone to the beginning of all of that because some of our beliefs and core values are learnt and some of them don't even work for us. So it's kind of like wearing clothes that don't fit you anymore. So we get to look at that and be like, actually, does this work for me? Does this move me in the trajectory that I want to go in my life or is it holding me back in some way? Yeah, definitely. I think I shared the story last time we were on the podcast about my homesickness. Yeah. So I won't go down that again. If you want to know about that story, you'll get it in the previous episode with Michelle. But that was when I realized that I was living a life that was outside of my own core values. And I was 
putting on all these masks and like we were talking about earlier, you know, being someone different for different people. And it wasn't till I actually came back to my own core values and did some work around that, that I realized that I was homesick for me and who I really was at my core. Yeah. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to remember too, because at the end of the day, I feel that when we're fully being ourselves, who we truly are without trying to impress other people or worrying about any other opinions, then that's when we actually get to have space in our world to invite the right people that are meant to be there for us. When we have the courage to really be who we truly are without worrying about will it upset people or will there be negative consequences or actually no, flip that coin right over and realize that when you're really you, you attract the right people into your world. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it does. It's like attracts like, as they say. And um, I found that myself. You know, naturally, some friendships have faded away. Like, I wouldn't say they've gone, but I just don't see these people as much because I've obviously changed as a person. And I found a new tribe that I gel with more nowadays. So, yeah, it is. You you have to surround yourself with those like-minded people. Agreed. And I think there's a natural growth and evolution there for each of us too. So I think, I don't know, for me, as I've gotten older and gone through, you know, life's trials and tribulations, I feel like I've become more me in that process. And then I think there's a natural fading away of people and then, an attraction like you said it's it's like that magnet where you draw in the right people and then it's more aligned it's more true it's more real and it sits with your core values more too and it's not that you don't associate with these people anymore it's just you've taken this natural progression and evolution and yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like because we've tried on the different outfits, like you're saying with the masks and the facades and sometimes we have to live up to expectations because of work demands or, you know, right back into family demands when you were young or whatever it might be. And then as we get older, we're like, wait a minute, that doesn't actually work for me. And then you get to create a blueprint of what really does work for you, which is one of the terminologies I use for core values with clients. It's like they're your GPS coordinates. And I think that for me that resonates using the term GPS because how useless is that device without an address? That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like it, the piece of equipment is, you could go anywhere, but it's not helping you. As soon as you put an address in that sucker, it sets a path and you know exactly where you need to go in order to get to your destination. And I liken that very much to life because then you get to look at what's an opportunity or what's a roadblock or is that aligned in the direction that's going to get you towards your end goal or is it just noise? 
So for me, that's my visualization. My brain works in a lot of pictures. <laughs> so it's like, am I typing in my address? Is it getting me closer to my destination or is it taking me away from my destination? I love that. It's yeah, it's so true. If you know what your core values are and you're doing living your life in alignment with them, everything just seems so much easier and the roadblocks aren't there. You just cruise down the freeway. Yeah. Or at least they're more, I wouldn't say easy is the right word because it doesn't matter. Life can throw you curveballs all the time. But if you know what you stand for, then I think you can traverse the trickiness with maybe a bit more grace because there's more of an understanding of self. Yeah, it is. It's that understanding of self, isn't it? And knowing what's driving you and what yeah. is important to you. Absolutely. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. One of the biggest things that I've struggled with in the last 12 years is, is being a mum and the pressure, especially the external pressure and everyone's opinions of um, how you should be raising your children when you instinctively have it inside you and you know what's good for your child. But sometimes some people think some of your parenting ideas are a bit crazy. But as long as you, and this can go for anything, you know, anything Mm -hmm. you're doing in your life, as long as you know why you're doing it and it sits well with you in your heart, then, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Exactly. And I think that's a big key there is, honoring what's true for you what's in your heart what you know intuitively is right for you and your family because I always say to people and it's interesting sometimes because it sparks great debates um, which I quite enjoy (laughs) but I always say there is actually no such thing as right and wrong just right or wrong for each individual and I truly believe that's the case because, you know, what's right for you and your children in that example is not going to be right for the next mother and her children. And that's perfect. And that's okay because it's, we're not all interchangeable. We are all completely unique individuals. And it's the same with our core values too, because what you value the next person might not at all. And that's not to say it's right or wrong. It's just a different preference. It's a different life experience and journey. It's, I always say the biggest killer of joy is judgment and expectation. And since I realized that it's, yeah, it's been a big game changer because it's all, it works both ways. You know, you can be subject to, judgment and expectation but you can also put judgment and expectation onto other people Mm -hmm. and in both ways you can totally destroy your joy oh a hundred percent and I think you've hit a nail on the head there because it's so true and I think we project this onto each other sometimes unknowingly 
because say you value um, alone quality time with your partner, but they're really focused on, you know, their job or something like that. And then there's that miscommunication and misalignment because there's an expectation that's never been spoken. And it doesn't mean that either of you is right or wrong. It just shows what you're prioritizing and you get to have really open, honest conversations in a courageous way. But I think you're right. It does kill joy because we project our own values onto everyone around us and believe that they either have the same values or know what your values are and are taking them into consideration. Sometimes we don't even know what our own values are. So we're not even aware that we are doing this and where it's coming from. But we feel like we have the right to judge other people or to expect them to behave in another way, in some certain way even. And it's, um, it's really interesting. And it's all coming from those subconscious core values that are running the program in the back. Right, isn't it? And you know what? I heard the saying many years ago, and I I still feel like there's truth to it for me, so I'd love to hear how it sits for you when I say it. The saying goes, all judgments are unmet needs. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I feel like that gives you opportunity to reflect on, well, first of all, do I have an unmet need in myself or with this person, with this job, with this blah, 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 blah. So you get to check in because I, I think that, you know, I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole of judgments next. Look out. <laughs> yeah. But it brings back to, first of all, unpacking your own core values and really knowing yourself intricately and then being able to have those conversations with your family, with your friends, with the people that may need to know these things because I think it's an important part of any relationship dynamic to those that are close to us that we can express our needs in an equal give and take. And when we know ourselves and know what's important to us, we're in a much better position to offer more, I can't, compassionate relationships with others. Would that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We get to understand each other on a deeper level, I feel. Yeah. I can't think how to word it, but yeah, that's kind of how it's coming through. And I think as nurses, we are very good at not being judgmental because we meet such a wide variety of people, but they all get treated the same at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And the things you guys see and do, I I take my hat off to you guys all the time. And I know at work I'm like that, but at home when I'm not being a nurse, I can find myself being a bit judgmental of people at times or, you know, you have that expectation there. Mm. And, it, yeah, it's interesting just turning it back on yourself and thinking, why am I behaving like this towards them, you know, and turning it, having a look inside to see, as you said, what unmet need is in there. Yeah. And it's that self-exploration. And I think that's a component with core values too, because I've seen 
because I've been doing core values for well over a decade in so many different capacities and we'll touch on that as we chat. But it's not like you just do it and it's done and you don't have to ever worry about it again. You're not going to be the same person in six months, 12 months, two years. Like it's something that you keep adding on and subtracting from and it's a constant refining as you continue to evolve as a person as well. So I also wanted to chat with you because I'm curious before I share how I work with core values with clients and workshops and how I sort of, you know, intertwine all of that together. How have you learnt you know, your core values and, you know, what sort of tools and things did you do for you? I remember doing it first, oh gosh, must be six or seven years ago. And I did it the um, Dr. John Demartini way. Ah, yeah, you know, cool. he's got that book, is it The Values Factor? Mm-hmm. But like you were just saying, you know, what my values were back then are very different to what my values are today because I've obviously been on this life experience since. You know, I've gone through a divorce, I'm now a single mom, I've got a business. And as life has changed, so have my values. So, and what's important to me. But um, yeah, I now, I tend to use... Brene Brown's way of doing it with her list of values and I use that with my clients at the moment oh I love Brene Brown yeah I have such a girl crush on her (laughs) yeah so have I (laughs) (laughs) she is the bomb so I love that and you know I think it's so true with you sharing, you know, you've gone through all of these life changes, which means you're actually not the same woman that you were back then. I'm not the same woman I was six months ago, and I'll openly acknowledge that, you know? Yeah, me too. The biggest personal development tool I've had in the past couple of years is dating. Oh, my God, that's just, yeah, thrown up so much. Oh, that's a whole other world, isn't it, darling? That's it. That's another podcast episode in itself. Oh, we're well. going to have to do a whole another podcast on that little chestnut alone, right? <laughs> yeah. That'll be one for, that'll be well, M audiences only. Hey, so. Well, why not? We, we've both had, I mean, I didn't go through a divorce because I wasn't actually married, but I got out of a, a long-term relationship that um, ended about two years ago, but we were together for about 10 years. So, you know, I've changed a lot as a person throughout that relationship and especially coming out of it. And so, you know, navigating similar terrain as yourself, it's a weird world, isn't it? (laughs) It's very bizarre and very different. Like yourself, I had been in a relationship for 16 years. So, Compared to the year 2000, we're in completely different territory now and it's, yeah. And it's really funny because I feel like we can actually intertwine core values with that because we know what we want and we know our worth and we, I hate to put it out there, but we do have expectations. You know, there's a standard that you won't settle for for less and 
I think that's an important element of, you know, core values with moving into that next chapter of your life and inviting, you know, I like to call it without being too airy fairy, like your, your sacred union, your teammate, soulmate, true love, whatever terminology really works for you there. But it's like, I feel like all of the work that you know, you've done brings you to that level of, all right, I'm ready for it now. Bring it in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the funny thing is looking back now, as I say, it's been the biggest personal development tool. Mm. I thought I was ready a couple of years ago and I clearly wasn't. So <laughs> I'll openly admit I wasn't. And yeah, now I feel like I'm ready. But Oh, I love that. I feel like yeah. we're just we're going to deviate onto a whole nother podcast topic. Let's yeah. let's pull it back topic. to the core. <laughs> <laughs> we're just setting up for number three. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that one could oh. be interesting. Yeah, it could be. That could be a real raw one. But I feel like that's an important part because you know one of my core values is as you know from previous discussions, authenticity and being really real. And I say that from such a heart space because I can't handle the fair weather fluff. Like that just bothers me. It grates me. It's like we have so much more to offer one another than just, oh, the weather's lovely today. Come on, people. Like let's get into the juice of life and and let's actually – get into the realness and then that ties back in with you know my core values is you know something that I really value is that depth is that realness is that let's actually talk about stuff that impacts and helps one another not just you know the superficial stuff yeah and it's having the courage to be authentic as well Because like we said, you know, it's all coming back to the same thing that we were talking about at the start, that feeling okay with not wearing those masks and having to turn up as these different people in these different situations. I mean, yeah, you can't just meet someone and then completely dump all your stuff on them. (laughs) There's a fine line, but it's being comfortable with who you are and in your own skin. I mean, I know I've had a lot of... um, body image issues in the past because I'm not the kind of girl you see in magazines you know so that has really held me back when it's come to putting myself out there dating and I've had to do a lot of work around that myself Mm. but it's come back one of my core values is compassion and it's compassion with myself too and it's I've learned to love the body that I'm in and honor it and and accept myself for who I am And I feel like that's actually a massive life lesson because, you know, I like yourself. I don't look like any of the girls in the magazines and all of the things like, come on, does anyone do I don't think the women that are in these Photoshopped images even look like that. But I can definitely, you know, feel I've experienced some pretty massive stuff with my own body image. I mean, I developed eating disorders from the age of 13 And so all the way through into my 20s, I had to do a really big work on coming home to myself and and 
finding, I found for me, because gratitude is another one of my big core values, is finding the things to be grateful for. Like I'm so grateful that I have an able body that allows me to do all of the things that I love doing. And to use a friend of mine, he's an impartial quadriplegic and I look at him and, you know, he's never let that stop him and he's, you know, gone far beyond the realms that anyone thought he would ever be capable of. And I can appreciate his journey but then bring back that element to myself and be reminded of how blessed I am because I think we tend to look at the things that aren't right with us in comparison. We, I think we got taught to compare and I think this comes back to school shit as well, like with grades and with sports and with we're always competing with one another and then that's transcended into adult life with how we look, how our bodies are, what we're supposed to be, how much money we're supposed to earn, how we're meant to parent, how we're meant to do all of the things and it's this competition mentality instead of actually we're all so beautifully individual, you're a once-off, limited edition, never again to be repeated human being. Anyone that gets to stand next to you is so blessed. Yeah, that's so right. You've just made me think of a a meme or a quote or something. I don't know what you'd call it. I love that I bring the memes and quotes out in you. (laughs) I saw on Facebook the other day, you know how things just really resonate with you? And I thought, oh, that's Mm. so true. And it said, imagine how many industries would go bankrupt if tomorrow every woman woke up and loved the body that they have. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> this it all goes back to the values. We're being sold these bullshit values by these external influences who are trying to sell us a product mm-hmm. and it's eating away at our self-esteem and pulling us away from what is actually important to us. And that's exactly. where all this anxiety comes from because we're becoming so distracted from our own values and buying into I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast there's a a guy I speak about him a lot he's awesome I think he's amazing he wrote this book called Lost Connections Johan Harry and the way he describes values is he says we've been sold these fast food values you know they're values that we've been fed by external influences and they're not actually true to us They're these, yeah, junk food, fast food values. And that's where a lot of this disconnect is coming from with our true selves. Oh, I like that. And I think that is exceptionally true as well. And so I'm sure there's people listening at this stage that are like, okay, cool, talking about values. How do I figure out what mine are? And I want to preface before I jump into, you know, some of the the many ways that I do it with clients is there is so many ways to explore it. Like you just mentioned before, you know, Dr. John Martini and, you know, Brene Brown. And there's so many other things like free resources online. For myself, I mean, I started doing it, with um, experts like Paul Check and JP Sears and, you know, a bunch of other, um, you know, health and wellness professionals way back when. 
And then over the years with doing courses and my own personal development and professional development, like I kept adding layers into it. So I like to intertwine both hemispheres of your brain so that you're using the logical and analytical and understanding side, but also with that creative and expressive self. So I think... Oh, I like the sound of this. Yeah, like because I, I find that there's so many... And I think it's important to get the logistics behind it because I think the for the most part, many of us like straightforward things that step by step, right? But then I think that we're missing components of our individual personality if we only look at the linear side of it. So I think that the questions um, and, for example, there's 17 really, really specific questions that I go through with clients on the logical side of it that most of the time when I do it with clients they're like I really should know the answer to this but I don't how do I not know this and I'm like that's the point (laughs) that's the point of why we're doing this um but then with saying that I think that there's other elements to intertwine there so with using your creative expression and diving into that aspect to bring that into the picture as well and I also love people doing something that I don't see a lot of, but even you and I've just touched on in conversation today is key words that mean things to you personally. So when I say the words like love, authenticity, reciprocity, et cetera, et cetera, these are some of the words that mean so much to me as an individual and has a big expansion into all areas of my world. So those are just a few little snippets there. Yeah, that's awesome. Words are so important in this, aren't they? Because we do, we've got so many emotions connected to words, especially certain words, and they can actually trigger us or they can make us feel compassion whole loved whatever you want to call it so yeah words are very very powerful they are like language itself has so much power and words have like you said meaning behind it and emotional meaning behind it and so a word can actually symbolize so much for each of us Yeah, so knowing those core values and being able to connect with those words that are associated with them is, yeah, it's huge in your personal development. Well, that's it. And it can also, it can be as simple as reminding yourself to come back to yourself. So for me, I write lists every week of like things that I've got to do and stuff that I'm working on. And, you know, it keeps me in alignment. I'm a list person. The top of my week, I will write like the some of the core value words that are in relation to that week. And I've got other like drawings and stuff that sit on my fridge that I see every day that are related to my core values. So I'm constantly reminded all the time in my day-to-day life of what is important to me, how do I stay true to myself, and how do I bring that into the next piece of my life personally and professionally? Yeah, having those words 
as um, reminders are so powerful. I'm, I'm actually curious too, because I know that in our conversations, you saying how important core values are, and obviously it's something that's, you know, important to both of us, but how or why do you feel core values and living and constantly refining your values is important to you as to how you've gotten to this point in your life? Well, I realized that when I was in that spiral of anxiety and like burnout, it Mm. was a lot of the contributing factor was because I was so out of alignment with my own values. And it wasn't until I came back and realized what they were and started living a life in alignment with them that I've, it's like freedom. It's the only way I can describe it. You know, I, I feel happy. I feel content and I'm confident in myself and who I am because I know what's driving me. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And I feel like you surmised that really well with freedom because that feels very congruent for me because there is this sense of freedom when you are fully being you and allowing that to to not just shine because you know how people are like just shine and be you and it's kind of a bit of a thing but I think it's missing the depth there because when you're really being you then you there's no false pretenses it's and you don't sorry I've butted in yeah no that's go for it you don't come away from a conversation thinking, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or you don't find yourself telling white lies. Like, you know, there's none of that goes on. You're just you and you're happy in who you are. And if people don't like me, well, do you know what? You're not everyone's cup of tea and you can't be everyone's cup of tea. So fair enough. If you don't like me, that's fine. But I forgot where I was going with this. I've had a complete mind. <laughs> mind blank I had something really profound to say as well and it's gone that's always the worst isn't it you're like I have a point and it's really (laughs) it's gonna be potent and it's gonna hit everything home and then it's gone disappeared that's okay it'll come back to you it will but I do fully agree with you with that because and you shouldn't be everyone's cup of tea because then that means you're not really being you if you're just You know, I think there's a difference between sometimes we have to, you know, be not so much that we have to be a certain way, but there's a level of respect and, you know, being civil and courteous towards one another because maybe you need to work with someone in a professional capacity that maybe you would never associate with in your personal life. There's a difference between, you know, being professional in that respect to, pretending to be someone that you're not or just around everybody and, you know, being everyone's friend and changing your personality constructs just in order to fit in or instead of actually just being who you are and allowing yourself to be that fully. So, you know, I, I like that you say, you know, everyone's cup of tea and because I'm quite a visual person, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want tea. I think I'd prefer a hot chocolate. Thanks, <laughs> Elena. <laughs> I'm Scottish. It's always tea in Scotland. I know. I never drank coffee till I came to Australia. I'm not a coffee drinker. Like, I, I don't mind a, a nice 
tea, but I, you know, I, I'm a good chai. That that goes down all right too. But yeah, I'm not not a huge hot drink person. That's okay. We're all different. <laughs> exactly. See, not everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. And it's <laughs> it's being okay with the fact that you're not everyone's cup of tea because that's where if you're not if you're not if you're not happy with it or like content with being not everyone's cup of tea. I don't know. So I'm still trying to get this point out. It's really <laughs> gonna bother you. <laughs> no, it's coming, it's coming. It, that's when we go into that people pleasing mode. Yeah. And then we start self-sacrificing, we still start self-sabotaging, you know, and Lauren, Lauren Bell, who comes on the podcast too, she's a nurse as well and does a lot with self-care for healthcare professionals too. She talks about being over responsible for everyone else because mm. you know it's that you're taking on stuff for them and doing stuff for them and becoming over responsible yes. so yeah it's really interesting and I actually agree because I think sometimes especially this can go back into childhood as well that we can be the fixer or, you know, the one that dissolves conflict or the one that, you know, has been in the middle of tricky upbringings. And so therefore in adult life, we want to please everyone because it keeps the peace or it makes things, you know, happier and nicer. And But I think tying in that element of self-sabotage that you briefly touched on there, I think that's actually important with your core values as well, because I do believe there's an element of self-sabotage when people aren't really honoring who they are. And it can be that they're not allowing themselves to fully be themselves. And self-sabotage has so many different elements to it that can take us down a different trajectory yeah. there as well. But when we don't, honor who we are and we're trying to people please then I think sabotage can come into it because it's not fully who you are anyway and then I think there's a level of belief of well maybe we're not good enough or maybe we're not blah 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 enough to have the thing or the person or the job or the whatever because we're not accepting ourselves. so therefore we're projecting that others aren't either and that can tie back into well what's your core value there yeah and it's also that need we're going back to this tribal thing again that need for validation and belonging so that's yeah. another reason that you know we we do these behaviors that are can be seen as people pleasing and pushing our boundaries so yeah there's another episode again oh look <laughs> We're just creating more and more episodes as we go. <laughs> we'll have to start the Alina and Michelle podcast. <laughs> Join in. Who knows what depth of subject matter we'll go into next. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, that's an element with the core values too is that we have to have our tribe. We have to have those safe people because that's how we survive. I mean, we as human beings, we're actually not designed to survive on our own, we're not solitary creatures. We do need solitude, but we are not solitary 
creatures. We're not designed to survive on our own. But if we're people pleasing constantly, we're not bringing in the right tribe that is inegrable. God, apparently I can't speak anymore. That's (laughs) a pivotal part of us stepping into our full expression is having the right people in our corner that will kick our ass when need be, that will be supportive when need be, that are there for not just the wonderful and glorious things that happen in our world, but are also sitting with us in the depths of despair and sadness and the horrendous things that happen in our life too. Like we, we want that realness that allows us to really be the core essence of ourselves. And I think it is when that proverbial hits the fan, you know, and we are in that deep, dark places, that's when you find your tribe because they will be there for you. And I know going through a divorce, it opened my eyes as to who was actually there for me. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, if they've been through anything similar, and you're nodding your head, Michelle, so you've obviously experienced it too. But that is when you really find your people because they're the ones who will stand there beside you and pull you back out again. Absolutely. And I think it can be surprising as well who's really there um, when that happens because I know me and a part of my natural state of being is I am a loving, affectionate, caring person. If someone comes for me, to help, I will be there for them. And it was interesting, definitely, like you said, when you're coming out of like a a horrendous situation, it's interesting to see that flipped and to find out who's really there. And, you know, for me, some of it was people that I didn't actually expect as well. Yeah, I was exactly the same. There were some people who really were there for me that I would never have expected them to. Whereas we're going back to this expectation thing again, aren't we? And those that I thought would be there for me weren't. So yeah, it was really interesting. That's right. And and I think that you get to call in the people that are going to have that reciprocity there as well, because I know for me, I've touched on that just briefly before, but that's a massive core value, you know, for me is, I want that reciprocity in the close people in my world because that to me shows so much depth of character. It's a very interesting phenomenon, isn't it? The people and how we're all wired differently. and Aren't we just? Yeah, and, and that's the fascinating thing, isn't it? And I think, do you know what? While we're speaking about this and relationships and that and I always talk about the love languages. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Gary yep. Chapman? You will have here. And I think when you're in a relationship with a significant other, knowing those love languages are fundamental. Those in your core values, you need yep. to know each other so that you can fill each other's cup up and you know what each other's expectations are. So no one is feeling like they're not getting what they need. Oh, it's so true. And I 100% agree with you. Knowing your love languages, knowing your partner's love languages, knowing your core values, knowing your partner's core values, that's so important because we tend to give love the way that we want to receive love, but that's not necessarily how someone's going to meet you. Yeah. 
To add to that though, I think it's so imperative to have someone that's going to do the work with you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You need to both be willing to do the work. Yeah, because you can do your part and be like, hey, I really want to share what my love languages are and to know what your love languages are so we can make sure each other's needs are being met here. But if you're not having that met back at you, that's where it can be super tricky. So once again, core values, inviting that reciprocity and the people into your world that are going to meet you where you're at. So you can do the work together. Yeah. And this is where dating just falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) I love how it's circumnavigated straight back there, Elena. I feel like this is a topic we will have to do. We'll have to discuss that one too. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely because I'm sure there's lots of nurses out there who are currently facing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, whether they're single or whether they've, you know, gone through a breakup or gone through a divorce and, you know, we all experience things in our world that we don't actually plan for. So we can definitely have another conversation about that one. Yeah, I think that would be a really good one. This podcast kind of taking off on its own it's, now. It's, with- got, it's like we've just set a little <laughs> snowball from the top of the hill and now it's just gaining momentum and here we go. Yeah, we can keep referring back to the previous ones too. So yeah. yeah. I know. I think it's important to have real talk because as you know, from our conversations, that's something that I froth over. Like I think it's important. And I also think when people can honestly show up and share their stories and the things that they've experienced, it makes other people feel like they're not so alone. Like you're not the only person going through this out there. There are other people that have lived it or are living it. And your stories can help be someone's blueprint on how they survive and come out the other side of something that maybe they're really struggling with. Yeah, that's so true, Michelle. I 100% agree. And you could say one little thing that could completely turn someone else's life around just because they connect with what you're saying. And then, like, I see it with them. Sometimes patients will say things to me, you know, especially older patients, because I love nothing more when I'm at work sometimes. And if we've got old people in, like their stories are fascinating. They're and the best, aren't they? They're just, oh, they're amazing, these older people. And sometimes they can say something to me and I'm like, wow, that was profound. But to them, it's just some kind of flippant comment, you know, but yeah, it re- there's a few things patients have said to me over the years that have really kind of resonated with me. So yeah, I think, and that's what I want my podcast to be. I want it to be real. I want to discuss real issues, you know, and I seem to be going more and more that way because it is all about looking after ourselves. And if we're able to have these conversations and help other people out, then yeah, that's what I want to do. And I think that's a beautiful offering as well because when we get to be real and have honest conversations and that creates safety and it allows other people to step into feeling stronger within themselves to be able to handle whatever they're experiencing in their life and maybe make that journey a little bit less heavy and a little bit less like they feel like they're on their own. Maybe it's why reality TV exploded, hey, because 
people yeah who knows (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh i love how our conversations just yeah they take off on their own tangents it's good. That's why you keep calling me in because I'm always ready to have a real conversation and to just be open and vulnerable and discuss whatever comes up in a in an open way. So it makes sense. Yeah, me too. So have you got a free resource to share with the listeners? I do. I've got a little article that I've put together. It's in relation to, you know, being your true self. And I feel that Sometimes we need just like a little checklist that we can run through. So in this article, I go through some of the main things that I see with clients when they feel like they're not fully aligned with themselves and what the signs and symptoms are that they can experience. Because, you know, while we've talked a lot on core values and, you know, the the depths of where this can go in different topics of our lives, yeah, I think that, it's not something that's forefront in people's minds going, oh, I'm not in touch with myself or I've lost a piece of myself or I need to rediscover my core values. That's not forefront in anyone's mind. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. But there's so many sometimes subtle as well as big signs and symptoms that our bodies and our minds give us that help lead us back home so to speak. So in this article, I've put down the most common signs and symptoms that I see when people are out of alignment in themselves. So you can use it as a check-in and be like, okay, is this something that I'm experiencing? So then you know these are the next logical steps to be able to help yourself reconnect. Awesome. I'm going to do it myself. I love the sound of this. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you as always. Um, just remind the listeners where they can find you if they want to reach out to you. Yeah, I'm on all of the usual spa- spaces, <laughs> online places, um, Facebook, Insta, YouTube, LinkedIn. All of my handles are the Michelle Powell. Beautiful. Thank you. And thanks again. And yeah, it looks like there'll be another podcast coming soon. So watch this space. (laughs) Have a lovely day, Michelle. You too, lovely. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others.